Welcome everyone to the Road by Road Garden Show, the best dadgum garden show on the radio and the internet as well. Well, we got a good show for y'all this evening. We got Mr. Craig Howell in the house here from Cicada Seeds. And we're going to be talking about some in-depth everything tomatoes. And y'all stay around to the end because we're bringing out a brand new tomato that I think is going to be the cat's meow. And we're going to name it right here on the show. How about that? That's good. Craig, tell us a little bit about you. How long have you been with Sakata? Eight years. Eight years? And what do you do? Uh, I'm the sale, area sales rep for the Southeast. I do uh, um, sales for the territory, and I do trials in the territory, commercial trials. Uh, meet with my dealers, mm -hmm. meet with my growers. So pretty much everything to do with everything. the southeastern United mm -hmm. States, which encompasses a lot because we're big ag. Big ag, year-round. Mm -hmm. You know, I told somebody we grow more cabbage in this county. If it hadn't changed, mm -hmm. we grow more cabbage in this county than any other county this side of Mississippi. That's right. Mm. That's and a lot of cabbage. A lot of it goes to slaw. Yep, yep. But uh, we're talking mainly tomatoes. So we're going to be, I mean, we're going to dig down deep in some tomato varieties. And we're going to, I guarantee you, you're going to learn something this show because we got some great information out there we're going to talk about. I even learned some things from it going over in the uh, the preview of it. So you like the garden as well. That's correct. Yep. I seen your, you had a seed order coming through the other night. And I, was, and I don't normally look at all the orders, but I was flipping through there and I seen Craig House through there. So I stopped and looked at it. You grow a little bit of everything. That's right. I originally farmed until uh, 2008 and retired, so it's still in me. Yeah. So even the commercial guys still like to grow a garden like you. That's correct. Yeah, and the reason is because you like to know what's in your food, mm, don't that's you? That's right. As we say, grow your own groceries. When I take a watermelon trial out, <clears throat> my grower said, bring me a tray of tomatoes. Yep, yep. Well, good deal. All right, so, uh, you know, it's talking about this coming weekend. We was talking about this before the show. We've got some cold weather coming oh. in here. 23, 25, mm -hmm. which is cold for us. I know you people up north feel real sorry for us, but now 23, 25 make us scratch our heads around here. We have to run outside. We have to wrap up all our pipes. The funny thing is you'll go to Home Depot and Lowe's and everybody in there is buying the pipe mm -hmm. wrapping in there. We go crazy because we got that one freeze a year. So well, we'll be prepared for that. 23, 25 degrees, you know, that could cause a little bit of damage, damage. you think? Yes. Now, cabbage with will hold it. Should. But what will it damage this out there now? Uh, you know, in the middle in South Florida, they have watermelons, and it has got down to freezing there. So wow. <clears throat> they're a little worried. And um, the greenhouses are backed up. Yep, yep. And boys will be running them heaters. Won't That's they? right. Yep. All right. Uh, a couple of new seeds, and I didn't get seed packs here, but we got a couple of new seeds uh, this week, and one of them is Rubecchia. It's a Amar Amarillo Gold Rubecchia. We'll show a Screenshot of that up here. Another one is a stripe, I'm gonna forget this word right, carousel cucumber, which is, it's really an Italian heirloom, but it's an Italian heirloom melon that you eat as an immature and they call it a cucumber. Hmm. Yeah, we're excited got this. So I had a grower out in California that grew this out for us, and it's gonna be real interesting. See, it's got a very unique flavor to it. So we're going to try it this year. And That's see. interesting. Yeah, he was excited about it because he said it's one of those few things that will withstand the heat. You know, a lot of times in the summertime, we don't know what to do after our garden's over with. But this particular one would be one to plant behind maybe your spring garden growing summertime. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, those got, we got lots more coming on in the next few weeks. Man, we got new seeds coming in. 
We got two pallets in today. We're getting new seeds in daily. So we got a lot of new varieties coming. We got cherry tomatoes coming. This I'm talking about off the chain. A lot of work. And, and see if you agree with me on this right here. And you in the commercial end, you may not have seen it. But a lot of the breeders in the last couple of years have put a lot of work into cherry tomatoes. Have y'all seen that as well? Yes. And I lay it to the fact there's, there's a trend in the container garden. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing a lot of multicolored cherry tomatoes and things like that. Just, uh, we got coming in. I'm excited about that. So let's talk our main segment. Let's talk about tomatoes because that's what it's all about. Everybody's thinking about those tomato sandwiches. What what's better than a big old juicy tomato sandwich? Um, that's about it. That's about it, man. It ain't no better than that. What we used to say is get you two pieces of fresh white bread, mm -hmm. some of that Duke's mayonnaise, and one of them big old slabs of tomato put on there. Man, cicada variety is so good. You don't even have to have the mayonnaise. <laughs> really? That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff, man. <laughs> they got the mayonnaise bit already. Yeah, already. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, we're going to break this down and we're going to give you some terminology that's used in the industry out there that you may or you may not know of and how you can uh, kind of decipher that to, to determine what kind of tomato you want to grow. Now, the first thing let's talk about, they are different types of tomatoes. When we talk mm -hmm. about types, we're not talking about indeterminate and determinate because that's a whole different thing. We're going to talk about beefsteak type and salad type. Explain to us a little bit what a beefsteak, excuse me, beef steak type tomato is to me a beef steak tomato is your rounds mm -hmm. <clears throat> and usually a large round is considered beef steak uh you got a lot of gel inside and a lot of them your beef steak varieties will be ribby or more like a heirloom type tomato mm -hmm. and uh good for sandwiches and yeah such as i that. guess Slice hence them. the word for for beef. a lot of your old heirloom tomatoes are kind of named uh, beef steak, mm -hmm. so and so, that's whatever. Right. So I guess that's where they get it from. So it's there's a pound plus tomato. A lot more meat inside of it. That's correct. Now the next one is a salad type tomato. To me, salad type is your romas, cherries, or or grapes tomatoes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now some of these uh, some of these tomatoes that we grow, such as Bella Rosa and things like that, they would be categorized as a salad type tomato. No, your Bella Rosa would be a beef steak. Be, okay. What about uh, your sweethearts and um, Shelby, yep. uh, that type will be your more your um, salad type. Okay, so the uh, the uh, the salad type tomatoes are normally smaller and they're not that big mm -hmm. oval. Okay, all right. And let's talk about heat set. So a lot of these tomatoes, we when we talk to people like you, you always bring up heat set. Mm -hmm. Now us living in the south. We grow tomatoes a little bit different than people do up north, and heat is a big thing for us because down here at the 4th of July, you just about can't grow anything. So let's talk about what is heat-set tomato. When you say to me, that's a heat-set variety, what do you mean by that? Heat, uh, Cicada has their tomatoes slotted spring and fall. <clears throat> fall would be your, your heat set. And uh, we have a couple of varieties that set well in the heat. That's mm -hmm. what it means. You don't lose your bottom crop during the heat. They don't abort the flowers or the fruit right. during the heat. It'll set during the heat from top to bottom. Uh, a lot of times, if there's not a heat set, it will uh, abort the bottom fruit and start about midways up as the temperatures cool down at night and in the day and set on up. So in the springtime, it's not near as important to have a heat set 
varieties it is to fall? That's correct. Okay. And what would be some varieties that are not heat set, do you know? Some varieties not heat set. <clears throat> Bellarosa would not be a heat set. Oh, really? Okay. Um, and maybe some of your mountain varieties? And I know y'all probably don't have the mountain varieties, but some of those probably are not the heat we, set type. We have, uh, we have a variety that's working well now in the mountains. Uh, our heat set varieties would be Camaro, Thunderbird, uh, Grand Marshal. Roaster? Roaster is a spring variety. Okay. Rambler is a spring variety. Um, 2255 and Red Snapper are, are intermediate heat set. Okay. Good deal. Another thing too, especially with these hybrid varieties, most people don't understand a hybrid was created for a particular reason. Mm -hmm. So when you want a particular outcome when you're breeding these hybrids together, and we've got an appendix here, and we're going to show everybody. When you're looking at varieties here, and you see some of these numbers, or not numbers, but letters over here to the side, that means that those varieties are resistant, is the word, I guess a good mm -hmm. word to use, resistant, resistant to those different you know, f uh, diseases, I guess is, is the best word to use there. So we're gonna go over that real quick. We're gonna start up at the top and we're gonna be looking on the back while y'all looking at the front here. All right, the first one there is Altenaria. If you see AAL, and I don't have my glasses, Craig, you got yours That's on correct, the back. That's correct, AAL. Mm -hmm. Then that means that that uh, variety is resistant to Altenaria. Now Altenaria is normally speaking a, a leaf disease. Mm -hmm. Okay. Next we go down is FOL, which is Fusarium wilt. And those are, anytime you see wilt, that just, to me, that means it can happen overnight. That's true. <laughs> Most of them, you get, you go out there one day and your plant's fine, you go out the next day and it's dead, that's, a lot of times that's a wilt problem. And a lot of your fusarium's in the ground, yep. in your soil. Yep. Next one is FOR, which is fusarium crown and root rot. Of course, we move down to LT and that's powdery mildew. We normally don't have a lot of powdery mm -hmm. dew on tomatoes, but there it is. MI, which is root knot nematode resistant. And uh, that's something, that's not a, well, I guess it is classified as a disease, but that's something that uh, in the past, there's been a lot of work done on nematode resistant tomatoes. Yeah, our breeder work, works on that. And oh, really? Mm -hmm, he's trying to get that in a package. Which is important for the home garden because there's really not a lot you can do for mm -hmm. the nematodes from the home garden. It's usually in your soil also. Yep. Root knot is a, the next one, I guess that's not a nematode. Is that just a, what is that, just root MJ? Always considered as a nematode. Okay. Uh, then we go down to ON, that's powdery mildew. Now we always have powdery mildew on our cucurbits and mm -hmm. our watermelons and things like that. Normally don't have a lot of problem on tomatoes, but there again, if you, if you see this, then it means it is resistant to that. And we got PF, leaf mold, and here's a good one here. Is that PI? What is that right there? PI. PI, and that is late blight. Now, late blight can be a rough one on tomatoes. A lot of people have problems with that. Uh, the next one is corky root. I don't know that I've ever seen corky no, root. I haven't seen corky root. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one is PST bacteria spec. And you did mention y'all see a lot of that. You see that in certain times of the year. And usually I've been told it's caused environmental. Humid weather, maybe, or something like yeah, that. Hot. Yeah. yeah. 
Now, with the with the bacteria speck, correct me if I'm wrong, but that looks like little bee specks on your leaf that have that kind of oily mm -hmm. speck to it, black oily speck. And it will get on the fruit. <clears throat> okay. Looks like pepper been sprinkled on. Right. Uh, next one's gray leaf spot, SBL. And we got two of those because we got two different kind of, well, they got three of them. Three right? there. Yep. I do know what that word is right there. Steptomycin, is that right? Solaria, Salonia. Man, I tell you what. Uh, we were just talking right before the show there. Uh, mayonnaise is about our biggest word we can yeah, say, ain't it? So we're just going right. to leave, let y'all have to pronounce yeah. these uh, some of these words on your own there. Um, T-O-A-M-V, which is tomato apex necrosis. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know if I've ever seen that one either. Next one is T-O-B-R-F-V, which is brown Recruce. 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 I mean, that's one of them five dollar words. Yes, yeah, one another one of them five dollar. You see a little bit of that, mm -hmm. though. You see, yeah. yeah. All right, now we here, test for that in our seed. You test for mm -hmm. that? Cool. All right, the next two, or well, the next three ones, well, the next, all of them all together is pretty big ones for us. You're right. All right, T O M V, which is tomato mosaic. And this is probably the biggest one right here. I'm fixing to lay on y'all. Y'all look at that. That's T S. WV, and that's tomato spotted wilt virus. That probably in the home gardener in the south is the biggest reason you're having trouble growing tomatoes. If you're if you're going out there one day and you've seen your plants die and you're not growing a tomato, uh, tomato spotted wilt virus resistant variety, you need to change and you will be successful growing tomatoes. We can't hardly grow heirlooms. No. We have varieties that are resistant to this, and basically, uh, you, for your spring, you need to plant a variety that is tomato spotted. Heck yeah, if you mm -hmm. don't, you're gonna be walking out, you're gonna be so discouraged. Yes. Next one is tomato yellow leaf curl. Now we see a lot of leaf curl. Mm -hmm. A leaf curl is exactly what it says. That curl, that leaf will curl on you there, and you'll think it's been sprayed with herbicide, but it's actually a virus. Virus <laughs> carried by the white fly. Yep, and. Uh, that is one that I seem to have problems with every year. Now, I don't think it's one of those detrimental diseases. It's one that causes problems and stresses the plant, but will it actually take the plant out? It'll eventually take the plant in the falls, according to how pressure is of white flies. Oh, okay. And with this cold weather, this yeah. is helping us. Right. Mm -hmm. As the old timers used to say, with these cold weather killing bugs. That's right. Uh, next one is, uh, I'm gonna let you say that. No. Mm -hmm. Vertilium wilt, VA. The next one is vertilicillium wilt. <laughs> we did best we could on yeah. those, but there you get an idea. When you're looking at hybrid varieties, you always want to look down and see what that particular variety is resistant to, and see if uh, that variety will work for you. Maybe a little good information for you out there. Now a lot of them right there, you probably don't never need to be concerned mm -hmm. about. Mr. Corky Root, I don't think you ever need to be concerned about that one there. But if you do, there is varieties resistant to that. Yellow leaf curl and tomato spotted wilts, your major ones. To be you know, I think with. from the homeowner, I think that curl gives a lot of mm -hmm. problems. All right, let's talk about some individual cicada varieties here. And you can tell us your thoughts on each variety. Okay. And the first one we're going to start out with is one that's been a favorite for mine for a long time. And this is Mr. Bella Rosa. Mm -hmm. What's your thoughts on Bella Rosa? Bella Rosa taste is very good. Mm -hmm. It is a beefsteak tomato. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Still a lot of your uh, roadside uh, places grow the Bella Rosa. 
Right. It doesn't make the largest plants you've ever mm -hmm. seen. You know, was Brickyard y'all's? No. Because it was somebody else. We tried, or I did, I tried, the year before last, I tried Brickyard against Belarusa. And Brickyard was touted to us as being the most disease-resistant one that was out there. And it was. I mean, then it grew probably a good six to eight inches higher than what the Belarusa did. It didn't make, it did, both of them are determinate varieties or determinate type tomatoes. And it grew at least eight inches more. But at the end of the day, we trying to grow tomatoes. Mm -hmm. and, and the Belarusa produced as much or more than that Brickyard did. And it does have a good size. And it does have a good size. Brickyard's been faded out, by the way, okay. and uh, we don't have it anymore. It was, if you, it was a good variety as far as disease resistant. I know why they kind of did away with it. It didn't perform probably as well as some of the rest of them out there. Uh, Red Snapper. Red Snapper is a good spring and fall tomato. It, both, it has both tomato spotted wilt mm -hmm. resistance and TY resistance. Right, and it makes a big it tomato. It makes a big tomato. And it tastes as good. Yeah, which is the main thing. Yes, right. How did uh, Red Snapper, I mean, where did that name come from? Well, that's that's my fault. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I named Red Snapper. Did you? Pretty yeah, cool. I put the name in and it was chosen yeah. by the company. So, well. Uh, that was a good, you you like the saltwater fish. I guess that's where you got that's your. That's where I got it yeah. from. Yeah. Red Snapper is one of our top selling tomatoes, and for good reason. It is a good one. I always recommend Red Snapper there. Roaster, and this is a variety I think we just started curing last year. Roaster has a very good taste, good size, good plant. Red Snapper has a very good plant. Uh, Roaster is what I consider a spring variety only. It only has tomato spotted wilt. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Taki. Taki is a good Roma. Yep. And is it indeterminate or determinate? Indeterminate. Indeterminate, okay. Speaking of indeterminate, I think uh, rumor says we may be getting a determinate variety Roma in, which is going to be very unusual for you people out there that's grown Romas before. But we're looking at a particular Roma variety that I'm excited about, and it's a Cicada variety. I'm sorry, Toggy's determinate. Shelby is determinate. That's, that's right. what you're that's fixing right. to say. That's correct. So we're looking at bringing that in, and hopefully within the next couple of weeks we'll have that in there. Shelby. Shelby's plan is not very big, but uh -huh. it loads up with fruit, good mm -hmm. taste, and Roma. So if you're wanting to grow some salsa tomatoes mm -hmm. here in the south, an indeterminate versus a determinate variety, what would you choose? Determinate. In your garden? Indeterminate. Indeterminate? Determinate. Oh, determinate. Okay. Determinate. Yeah. Uh, usually the home owner, home owner don't want the stake as tall as right. indeterminate. And you know, it has something to do with where you're at. So if you're in a milder climate mm -hmm. up north, you can seem to get those indeterminates to produce all summer long. Down here in the south, man, well, they just burn up on us. And we find that those determinants do better. And that's the reason I'm excited about getting this Chevy in, being a determinant variety mm -hmm. uh, Roma doing it, which there's not a lot of those out there. Mm -mm. And uh, for the ones that like the can, at the canning plant, the local yeah. canning plants, I always like to uh, can a Roma tomato. Yeah. But more than a Roma They're meatier. Yeah, 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 hold together better. Yeah. Sweethearts. And I don't know if Sweethearts has grown on a commercial level that much or not. Not in the area I, I right. cover, but <clears throat> talking about container grown, I have a co-worker in Texas, Kevin Townsend. He plants those Sweethearts and he has tomatoes in there. Yep. And it's just loaded. And it is an indeterminate, which most of those are. 
So it grows like crazy. Now the next one we're going to now this is the finale that everybody's been waiting for here. So we've got a new tomato that we're bringing on this year. That is, uh, they say, is the cat's meow, which means a little bit of everything. Now this variety right here has been pitched to us for the last year and a half. And I hadn't grown it out, but I've talked to several people that have trialed it out. And everybody, everybody I've talked to says this is it. This is, this is the pinnacle of tomatoes. This is a determinate variety. And this one has the taste we all want. Has that little that acidy taste that we all want. But all of that, it makes a huge tomato here. And we're, what we're going to do today on this show, and we're going to have them available as of right now, we're going to name this variety. Now, we posted this out there to you guys, and we asked for your response, and we had well over a 1,000 um, people try to give us names over our social media platforms. But we narrowed it down to six names. I picked three, and Carrie picked three. And what, what we said we'd do, Ben's Craig named a Red Snapper. And I think you did a good job on well, that. Red you. Snapper's a great name. So we put these six names in this thing right here, and we're going to let you draw out, and we're going to have this new tomato named, and it's going to be picked by Craig Howell from Sakala. How about that? All right. Are now, you, you can't look. You ready? Can't look. You ready? Yep. Mix them up good. <laughs> That's one of them $5 words. That's one of them $5. Hulsinator. So tomato and Hulsinator. So here it is right here, the Hulsinator. Who won? You or Carrie? Uh, I think uh, we both chose that one. We both chose okay. that one. <laughs> so the Hulsinator. Let's talk about the Hulsinator. And we're going to talk about this Hulsinator. And we have to these numbers at the end of 2255. 2255. So the Hulsinator 2255. Tell me about it. Because now this one is, I think, is the best news in the garden industry this year is that the home gardener is going to be able to get the Hulsinator 2255. This variety adapts well from South Florida all the way up. It was bred for taste mm -hmm. and our breeder David Wolf did a real good job. Uh, it's smooth, large, you don't have to prune, but if you want to prune you can prune up to the fourth, mm -hmm. sucker to the fourth, uh, and you can get a very large tomato, but <clears throat> the less you prune, the less you have disease and such as that. It's got tomato spotted wilt, got TY, has a good tall plant, got good cover to keep from the sun. Basically all your cicada varieties have a good cover. Uh, a lot of times I get a call and says, hey listen, I don't have no tomatoes set. So we go back and pull the leaves back and there's all that red gold sitting there. Mm -hmm. So would you classify it as a spring and a fall variety or mainly just a spring variety? Spring and fall. Spring and fall. So this, and I always hate to say this, but now this one seems to have the total package. It has the total package and you're talking about the mountain varieties? Yep. This variety has taken off very well in the mountains. Mm -hmm. So uh, one of the guys that did quite a bit of research with growing out some trials in the North Alabama mountains up mm -hmm. there where they grow some many tomatoes at, told me this right here. He said, you know, we normally recommend pruning on determinate varieties, those lower limbs there. But with this variety, what they found up there, when they did prune it up, they got too big of a tomato. Mm -hmm. So in the commercial tomato growing, what you want 
is a number one is a five six now five six is normally about this big that's and that's right. what you want a standard when you get above that then you start having some problems he said some of these that were pruned up well you call it the fork or the fourth fourth the fourth limb that comes mm -hmm. out and we talk about prune we're talking about taking the suckers off Suck of that he said they got some four by four and five by five tomatoes, yeah. huge, huge tomatoes. So if you're into growing huge tomatoes, this is it. You just mm -hmm. want to prune it up, the fourth limb all the way up, and then let it go with that. Now, I'm going to tell you what I do. I don't prune my determinate tomatoes mm -hmm. because I need all the cover I can get, you know, from sun scald mm -hmm. and help with that. And you mentioned also that sometimes... It works against you on disease. You open up a wound mm. there, so it works against you on that. Some people would argue that you get more air circulation in there. I personally don't prune determinate tomatoes. And even if you don't prune this variety, you're looking at getting a five or six tomato. That's correct. And loads up. And you've got local commercial growers around that are growing this, this coming spring. Right. Because during the trials, they, it produced for them. Right, and it tastes well. Yeah, has that quality. acidy taste that mm -hmm. we all want in it. That's correct. Yep. So check it out, folks. We have got these on the site live, and we're excited about the Hossinator 2255. And uh, it's a pelleted seed. So when you do plant it in those trays, you don't, you're not dealing with raw seeds. It's a pellet, which makes it a little bit easier to deal with there. Now let's move on to three more varieties. Okay. Now these varieties are not, we don't have these. I say we don't have these. The one on the bottom there, we've already touched on it some, but we'll touch it on again. We're trialing these particular varieties here. Rambler. Spring variety. Spring variety. It is the thunderbird of the spring. It's good large fruit, good plant, good taste, got the acid taste. Mm -hmm. uh, it is set well from top to bottom. It is a good choice. Okay. Thunderbird. Thunderbird is your fall. Fall. And it is set in the heat. Okay. It has... Uh, yellow leaf curl only. Rambler has tomato spotted wilt only. Okay. Thunderbird has yellow leaf curl only. <clears throat> Which is from the white flies. White That's the reason it's important from, for that. It has good heat set, as I already mentioned, and good large fruit. Some of them might look like an heirloom sometimes, mm -hmm. but it's, 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 it's kind of got that molded, molded look on yeah. the out, yeah, mm -hmm. at the top. Uh, Shelby, we talked about that. Mm -hmm. That is that determinate Roma type. Remind me again the disease package on it. It slipped my mind on the disease package on Shelby. Do you uh, normally go it in the spring and the fall as a as aroma? I don't think it has yellow leaf curl, but don't okay. hold me to it. Yeah, okay. but yeah, growing it in the spring. I have a large commercial grower that's growing it this this uh, spring. Cool. But uh, it works in the spring and the fall. A little little known fact: most of you organic tomato growers out there are growing these hybrids because they can grow successfully without much pesticide application. Mm -hmm. So you guys out there that's really into organic growing your garden organically, you need to be looking at these hybrids right here because that is the way that organic farmers are successful is by growing these varieties that are resistant to these problems that you know you're going to have there. A lot of people want to grow the heirlooms organically. Not saying you can't pull it off once every now and then, but in our neck of the woods, that's nearly impossible to do. All right, so if you got more questions about the uh, growing tomatoes, we got on the Hulsh University on our website. If you look over there on the tab on the right, it says Hulsh University Tomato Growing Guide. We got the fertilizer schedule. We got a week-by-week -week guide. We got pests and disease protection 
guide, soil requirements, planting schedule, how to harvest the source, so check that out. Potatoes, seed potatoes. You know, we like to plant ours around the 14th. Mm -hmm. You know, your granddaddy, your daddy yeah, always right. told you to plant around the 14th. I plant mine toward the end of February, but that's yeah. just me. Everybody's got to Them people down in Florida, they want to plant theirs the 1st of February. We hope to have seed potatoes in next week. Hope to have. We hope to have them the end of this week. Uh, next week, at, probably next week's going to be a better. We've had some problems getting the truck out up north, but uh, I got a couple phone calls this week, so we're hoping to get those out to you guys in Florida and uh, southern Louisiana, southern Mississippi. We hope to get your potatoes out next week, so don't fret. I'll do all the fretting for you. <laughs> and then you folks up here in Zone 8, we'll get yours out to you in plenty of time for you can plant them around Valentine's Day to the end of the month. I've always found that I had better luck planting potatoes at the end of the end month. Of the month. You the same way? Same way. Yep. Yep. But they, you talk to anybody, they say February the 14th. I guess this is one of them old wise tales. Wise tales. Yep. So uh, I got a little corny joke for you, Craig. All right. You've been waiting on this one all week. That's right. <laughs> Where does the tomato and the pasta go to dance? Have no idea. At the meatball. At the meatball. <laughs> all right. How about mm -hmm. that? So, folks, Halsinator 2255. Halsinator 2255. If you're, if you got a commercial grower and you're recommended in the springtime two varieties for him to plant, what two varieties do you tell him? And now this goes to the home gardener because you don't necessarily always want to go with one variety. Always, if you got room and you plant enough of them, plant two varieties. Two varieties for the spring. 2255, Halsinator. Halsinator. And red snapper. And red snapper. That's your two picks That's for the spring. That's my two picks for the spring. Cool. All right, folks. There you have it. We gave you some good debate info. Got that hallucinator on the side there. We're excited about that. So uh, it's time for you to be planning your garden out all these cold nights. Time to be got plan your garden out. Figure out what you're going to do. Make your plan. And now it's time for you to get out there and get dirty. <laughs>